everybody, and welcome to the Super Bowl 55 edition of the Weekly Pickoff. We made it. We're here. Super Bowl weekend is upon us. Zach, are you excited? This is the most excited for a Super Bowl I've been since the Eagles were in it. Um, I know that's only a couple Super Bowls ago, but I'm including like the previous 10 as well. Um, you have, you know, what did I say last podcast? I think I said uh, you have Jordan versus LeBron. You have the yep. matchup you, you really want to see in sports. I couldn't be more pumped. Yeah, it's going to be such an exciting game. We have two amazing teams going head to head. There is just obviously the quarterback situation, the goat and the baby goat we talked about last <laughs> week, but uh, uh, that there's just there's so much talk about that and the fact that Tampa gets home field advantage for the first time ever in a Super Bowl. Um, we're going to talk about Crazy. that a little bit later. This is just such an exciting week, and we're really excited to jump into some of this discussion today about the Super Bowl. We just have we have so many things that we need to talk about, and I can't wait to get started. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, when we look back at the NFC and the AFC championships, um, obviously you had one game that was very close and very good, uh, in the uh, the Packers-Buccaneers uh, game. And I think mm -hmm. most people would have picked the Packers because mm -hmm. they were just on fire all season long. Yep, absolutely. And, um, you know, you're going into Lambeau, and uh, Aaron Rodgers had an all right game. And honestly, Tom Brady didn't really have that great of a game, three interceptions. Yep. Um, but just a couple miscues here and there for the Packers. And then uh, what did you think about that fourth down call to kick the field goal? What were your thoughts on that? Uh, I just wanted to know why, to be honest with you. I was, I was just, I was, I was so confused as to why, like, do you want to win the game? Do you, <laughs> do you think that you're going to get the ball back in that little of an amount of time when you have Tom Brady and Bruce Arians on the other side of the field? Like, I just, I didn't feel like it was aggressive. I didn't feel like it was a play to win. I just, it was very confusing to me and I don't understand it. If you're the Packers, like what did you give $134 million to Aaron Rodgers for? If he can't complete a pass on fourth down, like that's <laughs> Matt LaFleur is not making that money, right? That's Aaron Rodgers time right there. Um, and the thing that blows my mind about it is regardless of whether you make or miss the field goal, you need a touchdown. Right, exactly. You have to get a touchdown. And so you might as well. I mean, you're what, eight yards away from the end zone. Mm -hmm. It just it baffles me. I mean, you're talking about a player that gets brought up in every discussion for the best quarterback of all time from a talent perspective. Mm -hmm. Far and away, people are putting him in the top two or three players all time. And you just you just don't get in the way of your superstar right and and they got and and Matt LaFleur uh got in his way and um you know we'll discuss in just a little bit uh we're going to hit every team and ask if we expect their starting quarterback to return and we won't get into that so much because we've got that coming uh later in the offseason we're going to really take a deep dive on quarterbacks and what the situations are going to look like um, but, uh, part of the equation for will Aaron Rodgers come back, which feels like an automatic yes 
is does Aaron Rodgers want to come back? Because, of course, mm-hmm. the Packers want to keep him. He, mm-hmm. He's going to win the MVP this year. But does Aaron Rodgers want to return? It, it could feel a little bit like the Deshaun Watson situation. So we'll discuss that in a little bit. But uh, on the AFC side, uh, what did you think uh, of the Chiefs and the Bills game? And uh, what do you think about um, Josh Allen after that performance? Oh, Zach, I have to be honest with you. I turned it off. <laughs> I I was so sad. I just, it was one of those games I wanted the Bills to win that game so badly <laughs> because of just the whole storyline and never winning a Super Bowl and it had been so long since they even got to the playoffs and, you know, just the whole thing. We've talked about it. And I think it was like, the third quarter, like early on, I think it was, was it maybe when Josh Allen threw that interception that was like, it was bobbled by John Brown. And then it like fell into the hands of the defender. Um, I think that might've been the play. And I was just like, you know what? The chiefs like went down the field and scored. And I was like, up three scores. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. I was like, I can't like, I can't watch this anymore. Um, because how how else is it going to end other than the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl at this point? So I was really bummed uh, to answer your question about how I felt about it. I didn't feel like Josh Allen had a horrible performance. Um, like I said, that interception that I just referred to, I don't personally think that that was on him, especially because it was in John Brown's hands. And like I said, he like bobbled it and it flew into the hands of the other defender. So it's not like it was a bad pass or it was inaccurate or whatever, but um, yeah, I, I mean, he didn't put up the crazy numbers that we had seen from him uh, kind of in the weeks leading up to that game. I'm not sure I expected him to. Um, he had some nice little like rushes and things like that, that I thought were okay. And um, yeah, I mean, I thought he did fine. It wasn't his best performance, but I don't think that that loss was on his back. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. Um, I mean, I wouldn't put it on his back. I would just say he's a part of the reason they lost. He's one of several reasons. Uh, You know, when I watched Josh Allen this year, and he played incredible all year long, he sat in the pocket and threw well. And when he ran, he was decisive. I saw him backpedaling like a quarterback who's never played football in the NFL like he looked like a high school or a college quarterback running straight backwards it looked like he just didn't trust his offensive line to block at all like he he played the way that I play in Madden where I just take my guy and run 15 yards straight back Mm -hmm. so I don't have a risk of the people sacking me well the problem is is your offensive lineman can't block if you do that like it's not possible so I he just seemed unsure and, you know, I, I said that I thought that the situation might be a little bit too big for him at this point. And that's it's disappointing to say. And hopefully he'll grow um, and, and that won't be the case in the future. Um, I mean, their running game is pathetic. They have no running backs. And mm-hmm. that's got to be, you know, probably option number one, uh, uh, need number one, rather, uh, in the offseason is to get somebody that you can give 15 to 18 carries a game and take some pressure off of Josh Allen because for sure, you know, when you need him to throw 50 times a game, 
you're probably not going to win the game. It's just mm-hmm. reality. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that was my thoughts. And then, of course, the Chiefs were fantastic. They are what they are. I mean, Tyreek Hill is the fastest player I've ever seen play football. Uh, Travis Kelsey is is great. Patrick Mahomes was great. Uh, yeah. They look unbeatable. They mm-hmm. really do. Yeah. And um, we'll talk about what we think uh, the result will be of next Sunday's game. So I'm so excited for that conversation. I really have no idea who uh, you're going to pick. And I made my decision about two hours ago. So <laughs> I'm actually very curious because you've said a couple of different things to me over the past several weeks that I really also have no idea who you're going to pick. So yep. Who knows? The, we the uh, we could agree the, or we could be totally divided. So the, the two statements I think I've made is I'm never picking against Tom Brady <laughs> in the playoffs ever again. And then the other one was Patrick Mahomes is 25 and one in his last 26 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to mention the weeks before that, that you had the so Chiefs winning the Super insane. Bowl. So <laughs> and right. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, don't make me change my opinion. Oh, no. I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, let's, okay. Let's move into these quarterbacks here. So one of the things yeah. that we had seen, and I saw this this morning on Get Up uh, on ESPN, and Adam Schefter was on there, and he had said, and I want to get the quote right, so give me five seconds to look it up. But he basically alluded to all of the quarterback changes that could happen this offseason. His quote was, up to 18 teams could change quarterbacks this offseason. And, and now actually, was this in response to the big Stafford golf trade that happened this week? Correct. Yeah. So that was a discussion and that's get, gotten a lot of, of radio and TV time, of course, because I mean, that's, that's two number one overall picks that have swapped teams. Uh, and anytime you have two first round picks going in any deal, it's, it's massive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And actually Adam Schefter had had a tweet a week ago. Cause I was looking for him to tweet this. Cause I, I couldn't find the actual video. I wanted to, to hear it. But then I, I found a tweet and he had said about a week ago, I am putting the over under of teams that uh, could change quarterbacks at 18 and I'm taking the over. So, wow. yeah. Wow. His, his opinion a week ago was it will be more than 18. And on get up today, he said up to 18. So it seems like he's backed off slightly from his original tweet there, mm-hmm. but Still, 18 is an enormous, unprecedented amount of quarterbacks. And so um, what I'm going to go ahead, please. You know what else is enormous and unprecedented is what the Lions just got for Matt Stafford. (laughs) Sure. There's no question. I mean, and and I think there will be a trade this offseason that is significantly more expensive in in draft capital. Uh, If Deshaun Watson um, gets traded, uh, Max Kellerman on first take has made this point several times. We are about to see the biggest trade in NFL history. Yeah. Very well could be right. Because this is a player who just, he had the most yards in the entire league. He's 25 years old. He's on a reasonably team-friendly contract. He's It's expensive. Like, it's not his rookie deal. But mm-hmm. he's under contract for a long period of time. You're not worrying about him walking out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of teams that would be very smart to pay three, four five first round picks i think it's gonna be at about four i think it's gonna be four but who knows you know time will tell and i am really excited to see what a deal like that looks like and i am just praying 
to our heavenly father above, it is not the New York Giants because I would put them <laughs> in the top five teams most likely to get Deshaun Watson. Oh and my that gosh. makes me very sad. When I hear you say that, like I'm still I still haven't picked my jaw up off the floor from the trade that just happened. And now you're sure. saying this about Deshaun Watson and my head is spinning. Like I just wow. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be a crazy crazy off season. The draft is going to be mean more than it's ever really meant before because mm-hmm. I mean, there could be some of these teams that end up with 3, 4, 5 first round picks in a single round. depending on how they deal their their players i know miami already has two first rounds the jets have two first rounders this year and they have two first rounders next year so they're getting a lot of talk about could they trade for deshaun watson but uh again we'll have lots of time to discuss that and obviously once a deal happens we'll certainly discuss it so yeah um, why don't we move on to uh, a little exercise i have here where we're going to name every team in the nfl and i'm going to name kind of who their starting quarterback was supposed to be um in 2020 uh whether that's who started for the the game one of the season or who was kind of understood to be the guy so for example justin herbert wasn't the starter in week one but he was a starter in week three and he finished the rest of the season he was great so we understand that justin herbert was a starter also carson wentz for example was a starter in week one got benched in week 14 more of kind of an experiment with the previous coach Mm -hmm. who's no longer there we kind of understand that Carson Wentz was the starter of 2020. So yep. just to give that kind of asterisk, so we've explained ourselves, I will now get into this and I will start in the NFC. And I'm just going to ask you if you expect this player to return or not, and I will answer and we'll move on. Okay. We're going to start right in our hearts. Philadelphia, will Carson Wentz be the starter of 2021? And I'm not necessarily saying the starter game one. I'm saying the starter for the season. Will he be that guy? Uh, Yes. Carson Wentz will be the starter. I agree with you. Washington football team. It cannot be Dwayne Haskins. Um, So we'll just go ahead and move on from that. They could draft somebody. Who knows? Oh, go ahead. Hold on one second, though, with the Washington football team. So, yes, Dwayne Haskins was supposed to be the starter. But Alex Smith was their starter, was injured for two seasons, came back from that injury miraculously. And he still has two years left on his contract. So... Let me ask you this. Will Alex Smith be the starter for the Washington football team next year? Hmm. I'm going to say no. I agree with you. Okay. I think he just might retire. I also think there's a chance they could move on from him. So um, I'm going to say no to Alex Smith. Okay. Okay. Uh, The New York Giants. Will Daniel Jones be the guy? Uh, I actually think yes. I also think yes. Uh, Yep. I think he'll be back. Dallas, are they going to actually keep Dak Prescott and pay him the money he deserves? Uh, they would be foolish not to. I completely agree. And is that a they're going to keep him? Is that yes? Yes. Yes. All right. Moving on. NFC West. Uh, I don't think we need to really discuss um, the Seahawks. <laughs> obviously, that's you know Russell Wilson's going to be there. Um, the Los Angeles Rams obviously just traded for Stafford, so they will move on from a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the San Francisco 49ers? How about Jimmy G? What do you think? Will he be there? Uh, I don't think he will be. No. All right. I agree. I think they're going to move on. And I, will he be there was probably the wrong way to frame that question. I'm just asking if he'll be the starter. He might still be there, but I don't think he'll be the starter. So I, mean, um, I could see another team picking him up potentially, but I don't think he'll be starting for San Francisco either. Right. That's that's what I'm trying to pose in these questions. Sorry if I worded that incorrectly. But anyway, yeah, no worries. Uh, Kyler Murray, I'm pretty sure he'll be the guy. 100%. Okay. 
Here is an interesting one. Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, Green Bay wants him to be the guy. Will he be the starter for them next season? Uh, I know you have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, Personally, I'm going to say yes. I'm also going to say yes, and I will save those thoughts for another podcast. But, man, that is an interesting situation. It sure is. Chicago, will Mitch Trubisky be the starter? Well, Mitch Trubisky becomes a free agent. Uh, Chicago, I mean, there's some clauses in there, so Chicago could choose to pick him back up. Uh, But no, I'm going to say he is not going to be their starter. We are in agreement, I think, every single one of these so far. Wow. Amazing. uh, Detroit, yeah, right? (laughs) Detroit, obviously, (laughs) they they just moved on, and they have Jared Goff. Um, Minnesota, this could be an interesting one. Minnesota, will they have Kirk Cousins as their starter next season? Yeah, I mean, this one could be a little bit of a wild card, but I have yes for this one. I actually have no. I just think that they're 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 not gonna, you know, they're gonna see they got a lot of youth on offense, and they're gonna want to try to find the guy. And I think he's underrated, but I think they're gonna try to move on from Cousins. So okay, uh, New Orleans basically is Drew Brees gonna come back? Uh, no, I believe that Drew Brees will retire. I also believe that Drew Brees will retire. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, will Matt Ryan be the starter? Uh, I have yes, although I think that he could potentially retire as well. I'm not sure it's going to be this year, though. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Tampa Bay, will Tom Brady be back? Will he be the starter? That's really yeah. the question is, will he be back? Yeah, Tom Brady's not going to retire. And then um, Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater, is he the starter next season? Uh, I have no on Teddy Bridgewater. Are you going to tell me what you think about Tom Brady, though? Oh, I didn't tell you. Well, I, he's going to be back. I mean, he, here's the thing. If he wins, he has the ability to walk away. And we'll get into this discussion about does uh, Patrick Mahomes have a chance to ever catch Tom Brady as the greatest of all time? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to give you a little spoiler here. If Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl and then retires, the answer is no. It is not possible because you cannot, the person you're being compared against, your record in the Super Bowl cannot be 0-1 against them if you want to claim the crown as greatest of all time. It will be sure. impossible. So uh, if he really wanted that crown, he could he could wear it. He could walk away. I don't expect him to do that, but nope. uh, I do expect Brady to be back. Okay. Uh, Teddy, Sorry about that. Teddy Bridgewater, no Panthers. Uh, I have no for him. I also uh, do not expect him to be the starter because I actually expect them to try to start him again and then eventually bench him in the season. Hmm, Interesting. Okay. Let's go to the AFC, the New England Patriots, Cam Newton. Uh, Well, Cam Newton was also only on a one-year deal, so I do not expect them to re-sign him. I agree with you. The New York Jets and Sam Darnold. I believe that the Jets will hold on to Darnold. Uh, Again, this could be another wild card, but I think they're going to keep him. I think they're going to move on, and I think they're really going to try to package him and some picks and get a better quarterback, a little bit like what the Rams did. Hmm. Uh, I really think they're players for Deshaun Watson, so we'll see. Okay. Uh, the Dolphins will, and <laughs> I have smoke is bellowing out of my ears as I say Tua. <laughs> I know, I know. To, but Tua, we understand that Tua is the future, and he started half the game, so we're going to say Tua is the starter mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Will he be the starter next season? 
Yeah, I think he will. Ryan Fitzpatrick becomes a free agent, and I think that there's going to be a lot of teams that are very interested in him. So I see the Dolphins uh, sticking with their uh, their young quarterback and allowing Ryan Fitzpatrick to to go elsewhere. I sure hope they didn't throw their season away to get rid of Tua. I'll say that. So sure. Tua returns. Josh Allen returns, of course. Uh, absolutely. We could move on from that one. Patrick Mahomes returns, of course. Oh, 100%. Justin Herbert for oh, yeah. the Chargers returns. For sure. Uh, here we go. Derek Carr, will he be the starter for the Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, so if you would have asked me this question before the season, I think I would have said no, but I think we've talked about his season multiple times. So because of how he played in 2020, I'm going to say yes, he will return in 2021. I do agree with you. I think that he earned the right to get one more season, and I think that he's got some good young receivers, and they could do something there. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, Denver, will they uh, – what was it? Drew Locke. Will they stick with Drew Locke next season? I don't believe they will. Denver is one of my top teams to look out for uh, their quarterback situation, and we can talk about that later. For sure. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, all right, home stretch, last eight teams here. AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben, what do you think? Yeah, he has a year left on his contract. I think he'll play out at least another year before he retires. Um, I think he's going to stay with them for the 2021 season. I actually have them uh, moving on, and I don't think it's so much because they're going to move on from him, but he is going to retire, and that's just, uh, you know, obviously on the last pod, I, that was my prediction, so got to stick with that, and uh, let's move on to Baltimore. All right. Lamar Jackson. Oh, he's staying. Yeah, Lamar Jackson will be there. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I actually have no um, you know, his injury was pretty severe and they said that it was going to take probably a full year, if not longer for him to recover. So I think that the Bengals are going to be in the market for somebody that's not currently on their team who can start for them. Um, and I don't know if they do a good job. Maybe they finish out the year as well, even if Burrow gets himself healthy. You know, you make an outstanding point and I had not given that consideration. So on my paper, I have that they're not going to make a change. And, um, but you're right. Uh, the level of that knee injury and it didn't happen like week one, I don't expect him to play more than eight games next season. And so while I would consider him in their plans to be the long-term starter and they won't sway from that, I do a hundred percent agree with you that someone else will be the primary starter for next season. So under that specific asterisk, I agree with you. Yes, they will have a different quarterback as a starter next season. So um, there's good thoughts on that. Uh, Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think Baker has uh, grown leaps and bounds, and I think they're going to keep him in Cleveland. Totally agree. All right, here's a fun division. Houston Texans. Love it. Uh, No, we already know that Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston, and we already talked about that. Could be a big deal. Yep. Super quick question for you on that. Do you think he would hold out if they don't trade him? Ooh. You know, it's hard to say. A quarterback of his caliber, I'm not sure it would be smart for him to hold out. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of message that would send personally. Um, And, you know, it's really hard for me to speculate because you you really just don't know the ins and outs of the situation. They do have a new coach coming in. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? 
I think he would. He seems really uh, set in his position that uh, the the Texans have wronged him, and uh, we probably won't know exactly why that is for a long time because, you know, there's personalities and emotions and egos involved, and, you know, it's it's really hard to burn bridges, and so people won't say certain things. But uh, I don't expect him to ever put on a uh, Houston Texans uniform ever again, no matter what the situation is. So uh, Tennessee okay. and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I think Tannehill's their guy for at least a couple more years. I agree. He's played fantastic. The move from Miami to Tennessee has been fantastic for him. Jacksonville Jaguars with the number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, so who are you considering their starter right now? Because um, I'll tell you, I have Gardner Minshew written down, which is yeah, kind of tough. Yeah, I would say Minshew, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I think they're going to move on from Minshew. They'll probably take Trevor Lawrence in their first overall. Pick. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then Indianapolis, we know the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Rivers has retired. Uh, we do have a little extra time here, so let me just ask you, mm-hmm. who do you who do you think uh, could possibly go there? Do you have do you have a name or two that like could could end up there? Um, that's a great question. You know. I know that there's been a lot of speculation about Carson Wentz, a lot of rumors that they do have high interest in trading for him, but I really, really, truly do believe that the Eagles are going to stick with Wentz um, as their starter. They're going to hang on to him, not going to trade him. Just kind of looking over my list of no's. I mean, it would be interesting to see maybe like a Mitch Trubisky – um cam newton is always an option sure i other than those two i'm not sure anybody else is really like jumping out at me i don't think that they're gonna be contenders to trade for deshaun watson although who knows i i don't know enough about where their their salary cap and their collateral and all of that is at the moment but yeah i'd say that those three are the ones that kind of come to mind or maybe they'll who knows maybe they'll like trade up and draft somebody I think that's probably the the way they would end up going just because, you know, they tried the one year Band-Aid with Philip Rivers and admittedly it was a step in the right direction for them mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but it, it's time to get a permanent solution in there, I think. So for sure, um, you know, maybe they think that's Carson Wentz. God bless them. Maybe maybe they do. Who knows? Are we ready to, to move on to the big game? Ah, uh, yes. Let's do it. I'm pumped. OK, After so you. Here's the here's what we're going to do. Before we start talking about the details of the Super Bowl, we're just going to go ahead and we're going to share our picks because otherwise it's just going to get too convoluted and we're going to start giving away our answers and trying to cover them <laughs> up. And we just want to be able to talk freely. So we're going to go ahead and we're just going to share who we have winning Super Bowl 55. So I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Tell me why. Um, I think that there's a lot of momentum. I think that they have been the team all season that has just been the most dominant. Um, they have already beat Tampa Bay once. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I just, I think Tampa Bay was not the best team in the NFC East. Like, I mean, obviously they've gotten this far, so they were, but like, I think there were other teams that played harder throughout the season. Uh, I think that there were other teams that um, 
maybe deserved to get there a little bit more than Tampa Bay did personally. Um, And really the big one for me is, I mean, you've asked the question and I'm kind of going to, I'm going to spoil this a little bit. So I'm sorry, but um, you know, you asked if home field advantage matters, like, like how much does that play into the outcome of this game? And if you look at the chiefs road record, uh, in 2018, they were five and three on the road. 2019, they were seven and one. In 2020, they were eight and zero on the road. Hmm. In 2020, the Bucks were five and three at home. So the Chiefs actually have a better road record than the Bucks do at home. How about and, that? <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like normally at face value, I would be like, that is so unfair. In 55 Super Bowls well, 54 Super Bowls, not one team has had home field advantage. So why is it okay now is the way that I would look at it. But when you look at these two teams, I don't think it's really going to be an issue for the Chiefs. Um, And I just think that Patrick Mahomes is the future. And I think that he has a lot to prove. And I think that this team is just on fire. I think Andy Reid is a gutsy coach. I think that he has way more playoff experience. He certainly has more Super Bowl experience than Bruce Arians does. And um, the only wild card that I think is going to maybe play into this this week is the whole COVID-19 reserve list, because I already saw that there were a couple of players from the Chiefs who were put on that list. So um, that's going to be interesting. But yeah, I have the Chiefs. Who do you got? Tom Brady, I am taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and everything you said is valid. I have, I have no arguments with what you said. Um, I do think the home field advantage is worth maybe a little bit more than, than you're, than you're arguing. And I don't think so much because home field advantage matters. I think that being at your physical home and resting in your bed and having your normalcy matters. Hmm. And I just think people rest better and people eat better when they are home. And, uh, you know, there has never once ever in Tom Brady's life been a moment that was too big for him. And I don't think there's ever been a moment in Patrick Mahomes' life that was too big for him, except the singular moment when he faced Tom Brady in the playoffs two seasons ago. Hmm. He looked like junk through that game and the pagers went on and won. And, you know, if I go down picking against Patrick Mahomes, I can feel like an idiot a little bit, you know, because oh, I picked against Patrick Mahomes. He's so great. Whatever. I am not going to be the one who picked <laughs> against Tom Brady again. <laughs> all he does in the playoffs is win. It's all he does. And, you know, one of the one of the more kind of specific things that I looked at was the Chiefs are missing both of their offensive tackles. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of these games, man, can the front four get to the quarterback? And if they don't have to send a blitz, if you can double team Tyreek Hill, because Lord knows they're going to double team him after Tyreek Hill put up over 200 yards in the first quarter on him earlier in the season. That is not happening again. I can promise you he might have a good game. But that's not happening. Um, You know, can you get pressure? And man, they're missing their two tackles. Their center is now on the COVID list just for a close contact. He doesn't have COVID. Um, If he would remain on that list, boy, 
you cannot go into a Super Bowl missing three or five offensive linemen. That is, that's a tall, or it, missing your two tackles is hard. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I think the Chiefs have more talent on their roster, and I just think that Tom Brady proves everyone wrong again and again and again and tom brady has the most to gain in this game Hmm. tom brady can say these super bowls were because of me and he will never say this but and bill belichick was along for the ride no one would have (laughs) ever said that before this year yeah and and you know i don't think that that's the case but you could make an argument for it, whereas, you know, that was never – some people said, oh, Tom Brady's a system quarterback. Obviously, we know that's ridiculous, but uh, anyway, give me Tom Brady because if if I don't pick him, I'm just going to hate myself for it. I'm mm-hmm. not doing it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this oh, is classic. Goodness. I mean, uh, I do have one counter argument for you, um, but before I say that, this is just classic how our season has gone because – when you pick against Brady, you pay the price for it. When I pick against Mahomes, I pay the price for it. So it's going to be a very interesting outcome because these are the two quarterbacks that we've had the most uh, trouble picking against all season. But to your point about home field advantage, I would say in a normal year, absolutely. Um, but remember that the Chiefs are home this week until like a day or two before the Super Bowl. So they're sleeping better, eating better, all that kind of stuff except for maybe the day or two leading up to the actual game, which I think probably puts them at a little bit more of an advantage as an away team than, you know, a normal circumstance would, would put them under, but I don't disagree with you, you know, under a normal year. For sure. So since we're already on the subject, uh, let's just discuss home field advantage and, and how, unprecedented obviously this is to have a home team in the Super Bowl uh, let me start with this perspective is it unfair let me just ask that question is it unfair for a team to have home field advantage and then we'll discuss how much of an advantage it is we'll discuss how much of an advantage it is in this particular game and then how much it would be in a year without COVID obviously Mm -hmm. there's a difference there but let me Mm -hmm. ask you because you've been a proponent of oh my gosh this is insane you know, the team has home field advantage. Is it unfair? I think it's unfair when you compare it to every other Super Bowl that's happened before it. Okay. Now, I think it's hard because home field, it has a lot to do with your fans as well. And, you know, what they're cheering for in the crowd. And obviously there's not going to be as many fans at the Super Bowl as we're used to. Um, and then there've also been a lot of Super Bowls. Like I remember when the Eagles played the Super Bowl and it was, it felt like it was a home game because there were just so many Philadelphia fans, um, up in Minneapolis. And so I I just, I think also it's so much more accessible for Tampa Bay fans now to go to the Super Bowl now. Okay. Under normal circumstances, it would be so much more accessible for a Tampa Bay fan to just go to the Super Bowl. They don't have to fly anywhere. They don't do it. Like if they live in Tampa Bay, of course. Um, and I don't know, like, I just think it's like, oh, well, every other team that's won the Super Bowl has had to go somewhere else and be away from their home and their families and whatever for two weeks and, or a week and you know, all this stuff. 
And now all of a sudden there's a team that doesn't have to do that. That just seems a little unfair to me. Again, we're in COVID. So some of that is a little bit downplayed because it's like, well, yeah, the Chiefs get to stay at home for a week too. Um, I don't know. I just think that there's a lot that goes into it that's like it's never happened before. And I don't know how you avoid it either because you have to rotate every year. Um obviously where you're playing the Super Bowl, unless you were to have like a neutral location on like a college campus or something. But even then, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it seems unavoidable, but it also seems unfair to me. And I'm probably not explaining myself super well, but you get the idea. No, no. And I, I, I like the idea of a neutral site. Um, there are some, you know, in fact, gosh, there's some college stadiums that fit over a hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. the big house in Michigan, like, you could just cram and cram people in there in, in Penn State. Now, I don't think they'd ever have it in Penn State because it's not really a huge city. But, um, you know, you you can easily – I mean, gosh, I've been in there, and it's you can't breathe in there. It's so tight. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, when I think about where a Super Bowl should be, you know, and I've been in Dallas Stadium one time, and it is enormous, and it would be the perfect place for a Super Bowl. And you can't just give it to Dallas every year. Not that they're ever going to get in the Super Bowl, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's put it in the biggest stadium you could possibly put it in. And that's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, make the money and create the experience. And is it fair or is it unfair? Well, with the system you have in place, it's kind of unfair because the teams that have the nicest, newest stadiums get the most often. Hasn't there been like two Super Bowls already in the um uh in the New York stadium, I'm pretty sure, since oh, since yeah, they I opened. Think so. Like I think so. you know, the the big cities and the, the people that can spend the most money on their stadiums get the most Super Bowls. And uh so from that perspective of what is fair, yes, it's unfair. Um, but you know, the Buccaneers started the season zero and zero just like everybody else. Like, you know, they they had just as much of a chance to get to the Super Bowl as anybody else. So, you know, it's, I don't, I wouldn't really call it unfair. Um, as for what, um, as how much uh, an advantage it is mm-hmm. in a normal year, enormous, enormous yeah. advantage. I mean, Absolutely. all of that emotion and momentum. And like you said, a week in the, the city doing interviews and all this extra stuff enormous benefit this year it's still big to me it's not as big of course but there is just something else i can win it for my city now obviously tom brady's not really gonna feel like that because you know tampa bay is not his city but Mm -hmm. um there's gonna be I don't know how many fans. I think they said something like twelve thousand. I don't know if that's accurate, so I'll have to. I look thought that it up. was like twenty two thousand. Oh, okay. Like Seventy five hundred okay. vaccinated healthcare workers. That's right. They're doing that cool thing. Okay, so I was yeah. thinking twelve thousand. I think was from the Chiefs game last last week. Um, regardless, twenty two thousand is still like a fourth of what would the regular attendance would be. Right. Um, that's still a lot of people though. That's still a lot of noise. That's still a lot of people backing you. Um. That's still making it tough to hear what the play call is mm-hmm. uh, in a Super Bowl because every single person in that stadium, not everyone, but you know, 90% of the people in that stadium are rooting for your team. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a big advantage, and, and it's part of why I'm taking them. Um, so, 
yeah, in a normal year, I think we just discussed that. Obviously, it's it's huge. Um, man, someday we're gonna see that, and it's gonna be nuts. So, um, I have a big question about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, and this matchup is enormous to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've called it Jordan versus LeBron, and and unfortunately, in basketball, we've never get gotten to see that kind of a matchup, that nice. legacy defining matchup. Here we are, we get to see it. Tom Brady against Patrick Mahomes might be the greatest quarterback matchup in our life. Can Patrick Mahomes for his career possibly catch Tom Brady to be widely considered the greatest of all time? Um, I think it's possible, but I think it's going to be difficult. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing that Mahomes is going to have to do is stay healthy because Tom Brady has had a long career already and as we both said earlier we don't think it's over whether he wins the Super Bowl or not we don't think his career is over he has been on record saying that he wants to play till he's 45 so that's three more years um I I mean, if, if Mahomes even wants to try to catch his record, he's going to have to play for a long time. Um, and so he's going to have to stay healthy. I think um, he he's not going to just have to prove it by his talent. He's going to have to prove it by breaking records. Um, so he's going to have to reach more Super Bowls. He's going to have to win more Super Bowls. Um, and I mean, you even made the comment, it was a last week or the week before that, you know, players move on from Kansas city because, you know, Kansas city does so well every year. And these players go somewhere else where they can make more money because Kansas city can't pay them. And so it's like, I just wonder they have such talent this year, but are they going to be able to keep that much talent um, for Mahomes to be able to continue this and turn it into a legacy? Um, so I, I think talent-wise, I think Mahomes could do it, but I think that there's so many factors surrounding it that um, it's going to be really tough. And to your point earlier, you know, the one playoff matchup where they met, Mahomes walked away with a loss. Uh, he didn't have a great game. If Mahomes walks away with a loss in the Super Bowl this week against Tom Brady, it's going to be really, really hard, like you said, to argue that he has taken Brady's place as the greatest of all time. So um, so to answer your question in short, I think it's possible, but I think it's going to be very, very difficult. Yeah, I mean, we pretty much line up exactly on that and and – uh, Patrick Mahomes definitely the best player at the beginning of a career I've ever seen. Uh, there's no question. He, the first three years of Patrick Mahomes career were significantly better than the first three years of Tom Brady's career. The first three years of Peyton Manning's career, even the first three playing years of Aaron Rodgers' career, who was outstanding himself. Um, when I think of, what it would take for people to call Patrick Mahomes the greatest of all time. I don't believe that he needs to get to the number of Super Bowls uh, and Super Bowl appearances that Tom Brady needs or has, excuse me, but I think he needs to get close. Mm -hmm. He might not need to get to 10 Super Bowls and he might not need to win six or potentially seven come Sunday, 
but he better get close. He better get to seven or eight. He better win five or so. And then mm-hmm. if he's going to be short of Tom Brady on those team accomplishments, he better have all the personal records. Yeah. And so my answer is it is almost impossible, not because of anything negative about Patrick Mahomes, but because of everything positive about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's Mm -hmm. done things that are, you know, I I joke about, you know, I flippantly use the word impossible, but like going to 10 Super Bowls in a team sport with a salary cap where everyone has an equal opportunity to rise. Mm -hmm. It's, it's impossible. What he's done is not, it's not replicable, replicable. Is that a word? It absolutely is a word. Replicable. Heck yeah. All right. (laughs) uh, Yeah. He's got the best shot for sure of anyone I've ever seen, but I don't expect it. Um, And let me say this. If Tom Brady wins, there's no shot. You know, that that Jordan, Kobe, LeBron thing I talk about all the time. If one of them had played against each other one time and one of them came out on top, the conversation is over. Mm-hmm. it's over. We saw it. We saw, you know, we saw, we saw it. We saw it. Yeah. There's, there's nothing else to say. Let me ask you this. Okay. And this will kind of, this will kind of close up our time on, on the Super Bowl conversation is what does this Super Bowl appearance and what would a win do for Tom Brady's legacy? What does it say about Tom Brady? Maybe you could expound a little bit on what does it say about Bill Belichick? What does it say about the legacy of Tom Brady? Yeah, well, I remember the week that uh, we were talking about all the Thanksgiving games. I had brought up a question and I had said, you know, a lot of things this season are bringing up the question. The the dominance of the New England Patriots. Was it Bill Belichick or was it Tom Brady? And I think that if Tom Brady walks away with this Lombardi, I think it answers the question for us. It's not saying that Bill Belichick is any less of a coach, but I think it's saying that the Patriots' legacy, the answer to that is Tom Brady. And I think it puts a seal Hmm. on that conversation. I agree. And I think you almost would need Bill Belichick to then match that. He would, you know, next year he's going to have a lot more salary cap to work with. He'll have better draft picks than normal. I mean, they've not gone seven and nine ever since Tom Brady's (laughs) been there. Uh, The worst season they had, if you want to consider this, the worst season was 11 and five. Sure. Uh, And now they they had worse record seasons than that, but 11 and five, when Tom Brady tore his ACL immediately Mm -hmm. following the, uh, the undefeated season and uh, yeah, 11 and five somehow missed the playoffs at 11 and five. I, I don't understand how that's mathematically possible, but they did. <laughs> and uh, the dolphins won that division. They created the wildcat offense, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. And then the Patriots dominated for another 12 years. Um, yeah. It just, it would just do so much to say. And look, the fact that he at 43 already, um, is in the Super Bowl with another team that was seven and nine last year. It's insane. It's, it's just crazy. Is is are the players that are on the roster of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers an upgrade from the players that were on the roster of 
the New England Patriots? Yes, of course. No question. No one's denying that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but so much of an upgrade that they automatically should have gone to the Super Bowl with any quarterback? No, of course not. Again, they were 7-9 and nine with a quarterback who had almost 5,000 yards last year. I had 30 interceptions, which is, <laughs> I think, the most I've ever seen with my own eyes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady has just proven um, now that he can go other places and replicate his success. Uh, when you do that, you really display your greatness. And, again, it'll be the ball will be in Belichick's court to say, hey, I can do that, too. I just had a raw hand I was dealt this year, which I, I even buy that argument. I really oh, do. Yeah. I think, you know, they, he said in a press conference, he's like, why do you think we're paying Cam Newton $1 million? <laughs> it's because right. we spent all our money to go all in over the last five years and got three Super Bowls out of right. it. And if then on top not... of that, they have like half their team opt out <clears throat> this year. So that doesn't exactly. help them either. If that's not the definition of a valid excuse, I've never heard one. So I want to see, what do you do in the next year or two? You know, Bill Belichick's not young. I think he's in his mid to late 60s. He's going to retire at some point. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you got, Bill. Let's see. It's your turn. It's your, your ball. Yep. So I'm yeah. excited to see what the future holds and, and what that, that story looks like. Regardless, they're both probably going to go down as the best of all time. But uh, it's always nice to be able to say, that's the guy, that's the reason. And obviously, it's 1-0 Tom Brady. So. Yep, yep, 100 Any last thoughts on this game? I'm just so excited to watch it. Super Bowl Sunday is one of my favorite days of the year, and I can't wait to, you know, just kick back and uh, eat lots of Super Bowl food and <laughs> watch the game with my family. And uh, I think it's going to be a fun time. Obviously, you know, we can't have our Super Bowl parties this year like we – uh, would like, but uh, that doesn't mean we can't watch them and uh, you know, FaceTime our friends and text our friends and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just super pumped. I think it's going to be a great game, uh, and I can't wait to uh, see who's crowned the winner. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, with with 22,000 fans or so in attendance, it'll probably feel like the most normal game we've had all year. Oh yeah, uh, I, it's got to be up there with the most fans that have been in attendance at any stadium this year, and so. Yeah. Um, it's going to feel sort of normal and that's going to be really nice. I think. Yeah. I think that's going to be really good for a lot of people to feel a small sense of normalcy, even though we're still far from it. So, uh, I think it's going to be hopefully a source of encouragement, especially for football fans out there. Absolutely. Well, thanks for a great podcast. Hey, I hope that you guys have a great time watching and, uh, I'm really excited Uh, for the next time that we're going to jump on that we'll recap this game. We'll recap kind of the whole season and uh, who the pick'em winner was. (laughs) And uh, I, uh, I'm really excited for some of our off season conversations. Free agency is going to pick up here in probably a little over a month. And so we'll have a lot to talk about as we go into that. So as always, make sure that you follow along on Instagram to let us know who you think is going to win this week's matchup which is super bowl 55 so follow us at weekly pickoff and uh we'll look forward to seeing uh if you agree with zach if the bucks are gonna take it all or if you agree with me and if the chiefs are gonna take it all come on you're not picking against tom brady don't do it don't do it and i would say don't pick against Mahomes. it's not gonna go well for you the ball's in your court friends we'll see you next time here on the weekly pickoff see ya 